Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. And welcome to episode 127 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. If you're new to the Love Food Podcast, welcome. There are many of us walking alongside of you and we've been waiting for you. We have been trying to find new ways to cultivate food peace and body peace. And we think having you alongside in this companionship is only gonna make it better for all of us. And many of us, as we are walking along, notice that we've been here for a long time. Some of you have been struggling with a complicated relationship with food since we were very young. There are many people I've talked to and also letters that we've read on the show from people who are now in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond and have been on a diet since they were in preschool or seven or eight. And the letter we have today is from someone who was put on a diet when she was only eight years old and she was put on her diet by her parents. And 
maybe there was a part of this experience that she can place compassion, namely with her mom and her mom really just wanting the best for her, although still terrorizing her with this diet. But yet other parts were complicated and messy and hurt a lot. And even though she's connecting all these dots, it's still keeping her stuck. And what she says is she wants to be rescued. She wants a way out. I look forward to reading this letter in just a second. And we also get to hear from Melissa Toller. She's a writer who used to be a wellness coach and has this really cool insight, some things I've never really connected to before to be ways to help heal your relationship with food. Before we get to this episode's letter, a word from our sponsor. This episode of a Love Food Podcast is brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. And this course is for those of you who are affected by polycystic ovarian syndrome and wanting to heal your relationship with food because, you know, you probably have been told that you have to diet and I want to let you know that you don't. You don't have to diet. You can do these things like intuitive eating and you can move along your food peace journey. It just may look a little different. I can't wait to show you how. I have 12 different steps to help people heal their relationship with food while they're affected by PCOS. You can get all the details on the course at pcosandfoodpeace.com. Even more, if you are a dietitian, and I know there are a few of you dietitians listening right now um, who also have a complicated relationship with food and or want to better help those of you um, who are affected by PCOS. I also have a course for you. You can get to it at pcosandfoodpeace.com slash dietitians. One last announcement. I will be going to the Super Bowl for Dietitians, the Food and Nutrition Conference and Expo. It is coming up in just a few weeks. So if you are gonna be there, come find me. I have a special gift for you. I can't wait to connect. And if you enjoy this episode of the Love Food Podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating review, subscribe to the show, or share it with someone else. Doing all these acts of kindness helps the show grow and helps more people find it. All right, enough of all that. Let's get to this episode's letter. Dear Food, how complicated our relationship has been. As early as age eight, my family monitored and restricted you for me. I remember going on X diet with my mom when I was 10 years old. I'd wake up at 5.30 in the morning and do Tybo tapes with her. I was chubby despite being active and eating a relatively balanced diet for the 1990s. I now know that nothing was wrong with me and it was just a developmental stage and that it's totally normal for that age of girls to be chubby. But my parents didn't know that. My mother approached it lovingly, encouraging me to make good choices, but still perpetuating the idea that I'd be happier, prettier, more successful if I lost weight. My father was less gentle about it. I can hear him saying, do you really need to eat that cookie? I was confused about you. While they restricted my foods, they encouraged my brother to eat a lot and bulk up for sports. They'd tell me to avoid sweets, then reward my accomplishments with treats. My mother was an amazing cook. She'd always bake for celebrations. My father would indulge gleefully, but would keep an eye on what I ate. This started my sneak eating. I would eat food in my closet. I'd shove a bunch in my face when no one was looking, 
then put a reasonable portion on my plate. My father was harsh and judgmental toward my mother too. Though I never remember my mom being overweight, I remember all of her diets and how critical she was of her body. My mom died of cancer five years ago, and when I went through her things, I found her journal where she wrote about the emotionally abusive things my father said to her. He wrote, you are worthless on a post-it note and left it on their bathroom scale. He'd call her fat and lazy. My mom was neither of those things. I'm much larger than my mom ever was, and I fear what he thinks about me now. Though I know he has softened and become kinder since my mother has died, I still know he sees my weight as something to be fixed. In high school, I think I may have experienced an eating disorder. I exercised a lot, and I yo-yo dieted. I restricted, and for a year or so, all I would eat is a candy bar for lunch. Since high school, I've gained over 100 pounds. Though I was gaining before the death of my mom, my relationship with you has gotten more chaotic since she died. This is the cycle I've been caught in. I don't like how I look or feel. I have no energy, and I'm tired of feeling so powerless with food. I find a resource or diet. I have tried all of the diets. That inspires me. I get determined, make a plan, spend a fortune on food and supplements. I buy a journal, write my beginning weight and measurements and all the reasons why this time will be different. I do the plan for two or three weeks. I fall off the wagon. I stop caring or decide it's not right for me. Then I binge. And then the cycle starts all over again. I have almost broken out of this cycle. I have kicked diets to the curb. I now have a healthier mentality about myself. I love my body for all that it does for me. Despite making strides with my confidence and body image, I still struggle with you. I've been diagnosed with binge eating disorder. Eating at social events gives me anxiety. I still sneak eat. Even though my husband doesn't care at all about what I eat, has never judged me, and shows me nothing but love, I still hide food from him. I know it's okay to be fat. I love my fat body. I really am 90% okay with me staying this weight forever. But I do fear getting larger, part because I know society is cruel to larger bodies. I also worry because I'm pre-diabetic. I had a baby last year and I had gestational diabetes. Plus diabetes runs in my family, so I know I'm at risk. Some days I can eat intuitively. Some days I can't do anything but eat. It affects my productivity at work and at home. And I work from home, so I'm often alone with my fridge. I can't seem to consider nutrition without the diet mentality creeping in. I can't think about maintaining my blood sugar without a tiny voice saying, and you may lose some weight too. I don't know where to go from here. I probably need professional help, but my budget is tight. Right now I'm coping, but just trying to avoid thinking about you. But I feel like I'm spiraling. I just want to feel normal. I know you're not the problem food, but you're the easiest thing to control. What else can I grab onto? Sincerely, a woman needing rescuing. Hey there, letter writer. I know you said you need rescuing, but my first thought is, wow, you're doing so great. Keep it up. You are moving forward. Although I know it feels like it's a chaotic mess, you are doing so much to basically beat off with a stick diet culture, 
size oppression, fat phobia. And I also want to get insight from someone who I think can give you some more insight. Her name is Melissa Toller. She's a former wellness coach turned writer, speaker, and educator. I got the opportunity to meet her in, I think it was November of 2017 at the Binge Eating Disorder Association Conference. Our friend Rebecca Scritchfield introduced us, and I have been following her work for a long time. When I read your letter, I thought, oh my goodness, this is a great letter for Melissa to help us with. So let's give her a call. Hello. Hey, Melissa. It's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? Hey, Julie. I'm good. How are you? It's great to talk to you. I um, am so glad we have a chance to connect. I know we got introduced at Beta by Rebecca Scritchfield, our friend. And so it's nice to have the opportunity to talk again and um, hear a little bit more about your work. But also, I'm really excited to talk to you about this letter. And when this person was describing their relationship with food and their family history, I thought of you because of all the writing you've done and the things I've read that you've written. And so I'm excited to dive in. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Awesome. So when you read this letter, what was your general impression about what this person's experiencing? You know, a lot of it sounded very familiar to me. I think many of us have. have a very similar experience with food and with our bodies. Oftentimes it starts when we're really, really young and is, um, you know, it, the, the desire or the need to, to, yeah, the desire to, to lose weight or to go on a diet is often initiated and encouraged by the people who are closest to us mm-hmm. <clears throat> as in this letter. Right. Yeah. And the, um, the way this person describes kind of like a compassionate response. Like I know they were just doing it, especially her mother. Uh, She was doing it because she loved me. And um, I mean, I feel like that so kind, (laughs) you know, that's, I, Mm -hmm. I can only imagine how much work that takes to reframe it in that way that, you know, mom was coming from a place of love, but then also to put together all these dots that have been gathering over time and, and finding her mom's journal and wondering how, what does dad think of me then, you know, if I'm bigger yes. than her. Yes. So, so, um, challenging. And also like, I can just see how that would make her relationship with food just so complicated. Um, well, when you were reading through her experiences, what, what were you thinking? Like if she was someone that you were sitting right in front of and who was telling you all this, what were you thinking would be some good first steps for this person? Yeah, you know, I think so. One of the other things that um, popped out to me about this is that these issues around food and weight that often start early in our lives, especially for those of us who are socialized as girls, often last a lifetime. And um, as in as in this case, where as an adult, they're still experiencing. Uh, struggle, pain, confusion around this. And so what I would say is that you are not alone in this, right? It's, it is unfortunately something that many of us who have been um, exposed to diet culture at a very young age still deal with on a regular basis. And I think it's important for all of us to know we're not in this alone. It's not our personal failing at all. 
for sure. And I think from reading her letter, it seems like she's at times connects with that. And then at times doesn't feel connected to that, but then blames herself for when she's not able to like stay on course with it, which when I was reading, I'm like, oh, but that's, it's, I, I haven't met anybody yet who feels like a hundred percent all the time, not experiencing the internalized fat phobia. You know, like there's times or when I, what I'm trying to say is like, there's times where it's like hard to separate and um, at times it's not, you know? And so I feel like when I read the letter, like she's, she's, doing so much work, like stay with it. And um, I hope this person doesn't feel alone for sure. And that's one of the things I love about the online world. So many people that I talk to who are doing similar work and um, fighting diet culture and wanting to um, end the so many oppressive systems, you know, we're often our world here in these like small towns, we can at least connect online. You know, we can at least find support that way. Um, What do you, yeah. What other things do you think that this person could benefit from? Yeah. So first knowing that they, um, that she's not alone and also um, recognizing that there is a process. And so she signs the letter, a woman in need of rescuing. And um, you know, to me, that sounds like she's, and I get this, wanting an answer. Like, here's the answer. Here's the person who will be able to solve this problem. This is the book. This is the thing. And in my experience, there is no one thing book person who can, quote unquote, save you from this. In my experience, personally, and when I was a, a coach and just having conversations with people, this is a lifelong process right? It's a process of going back and forth and having those feelings of internalized fat phobia and knowing that there is no like destination to arrive at. For me, that was so enlightening to know that there was not a place for me to, to go where I would all of a sudden be fixed from these thoughts of wanting to lose weight. So, um, Getting clear and getting comfortable, as comfortable as possible, with the idea that this is a is an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That there's, I I really appreciate. You said there's not really a destination because so many people I talk to, they feel like if they're not at this whatever this destination is, that they're doing it wrong, and uh, they're not. You know, and this person's not. And we aren't doing it wrong. You know, it, like you said, it's a process. I think that's a really important distinction and I hope it empowers them to keep going. And Melissa, we have something as a part of the show called the food peace syllabus. And if you're a new listener, the food peace syllabus is a collection of blog posts, books, uh, any kind of resource that further helps your food peace journey. And you can get the most recent, um, Food Peace Syllabus on my website at juliedillonrd.com. And Melissa, would you like to add anything to it? Maybe that you think that this letter writer or someone who can identify what, what this person's experiencing would benefit from? Yes. So, um, you know, I saw that uh, the writer said that she probably needs some professional help, but um, she has a tight budget, which I get. And so what has helped me, and I think what has helped a lot of people, is actually reading, reading books, um, many of which are probably on your syllabus already, like uh, Intuitive Eating, Health at Every Size, um, Rebecca's book, Body Kindness, reading books that show a different way 
have helped me shift my mindset over the past several years. I have also personally coupled the reading with writing. So I consider myself to be a writer. I have a a love-hate relationship with writing, but I do find writing to be very therapeutic. I do find writing to be a way to, to hear my own voice over the external voices that we often hear, especially around our bodies. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like a, what a companion that a person's written word could be then, you know, as they're, as they're going through this process. And I remember Jess Baker, when I talked to her in another podcast, my PCOS and Food Peace podcast, she mentioned that books were like her best friends, you know, they were mm-hmm. her companions. And so if you can discern the, the types of companions you want along, what a wonderful resource. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, And are there any books in particular that you have found helpful? Yes. So the ones I mentioned, but also um, The Body is Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor. So Sonia Renee Taylor talks a a lot about the effects of um, body terrorism. And she talks about all the ways in which we uh, enact terror on the body in our society and culture, like racism, ableism, sexism. And of course, weight stigma is a part of that as well. And for me, that, that brought everything together. Like it, it solidified the connection between all of the ways that we marginalize, discriminate against and abuse people based on the bodies that they're in. So once I like was able to see that clearly, then I could see that it wasn't me who needed to be fixed. So much power in naming it, right? And so, mm, like mm. taking it away from ourselves. I hope this letter writer can do that and do that as often as this person needs in order to like continue to move forward as she's been doing. And, you know, I really appreciate your time, your compassion, your expertise. And I do appreciate your writing. I, I love reading everything that you have written. And I'm wondering if someone's listening and wants to know more about your work and, of course, in particular, your writing, is there a place that's handy for them to go to find you? Oh, yeah. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, my website, melissatoller.com, has a ton of blog posts that I've done over the years. I also run uh, a course, a writing course called Write to Get Free, which is um, now a six-week course where we use um, introspective questions and writing prompts um, to basically to hear our own voice around topics um, associated with the body and weight and harmful messages. So it's an opportunity to process um, thoughts and beliefs through writing. Oh, great. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that I don't think we've offered anything like that on the show before, you know, a a writing kind of experience to help a person along their food peace journey. So I can't wait to put that in the show notes so someone can just click on that to find out more information. And I also want to include some of your blog posts that you've written um, to further just help people to get a sense of where you're coming from and also um, just a different way that they can help to start to feel like they're in a place of healing instead of feeling stuck. So again, I really appreciate your your time, Melissa, and I, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. You too. Bye, Julie. So there you have it, Letter Writer. I hope my conversation with Melissa was helpful. I really was struck by something I never really considered before. And I kind of feel silly now that I never did, but I am just so thankful to have that conversation with Melissa because how she mentioned the writing and just 
doing more introspective type of work with a journal, how it helps us to hear our own voice. Um, I just am so um, happy to be able to do this podcast because I get to learn stuff like that and thinking about how I can use that in my own life. And I hope you're able to use it in your own for, for you, letter writer, and for anyone listening who can identify with this person who wrote the letter. I certainly hope it helps and keep us posted on how things are going. So I see Food has written back, but before we get to Food's letter, this episode of a Love Food podcast was brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. Get all the details at PCOSandFoodPeace.com. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could leave a rating, a review, or subscribe to the show, or maybe even share it with someone who you think would benefit from just more access to food peace. Doing any of these acts of kindness helps the show grow and helps more people find the show, which we all know everyone deserves to feel at home in their own skin. So thank you in advance for any kind of kindness like that that you can give me. All right. So food has written back. And until next time, take care. Dear Woman Needing Rescued, we have been through a lot and we've mourned the years you were neglected and terrorized because your body was not accepted. This was not your fault. You are not alone as you make this journey that doesn't have a destination. This process is of healing, compassion, and hope. Connect with support however you can in books and in your own prose. May your thoughts written down provide the companionship along your travels to give you fuel along the way. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.